All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. As I'm about to get up and pour myself another bourbon, this is David Smith. Scott Weavey. Brian Shesko. Do you have any more of them seltzers? I guess that means we need to let this thing roll. Huh? Could, yeah, but they make you burp, and you yeah. can't burp. It's all right. You still want one? Yeah, can I have one? Yeah, I'll get you one. Thanks. All right. So we've just finished an episode that discussed what we plan to do with our lineups. And as we've mentioned, now that we're doing three a week here, shorter episodes, a little bit more focused by content type. The idea is uh, we want to give you information now through Brian primarily, uh, statistically. <laughs> that was a nice open. Uh-huh. Uh, where. Don't fall in love with that high nooner. That's delicious. It is, yeah, of course. Sorry, Scott. You're actually trying to be professional. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I try. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I mean, I should have learned. Like, like they, like they were, like they screamed last night on Inside the NBA. Land the plane, man. I should have land the plane. <laughs> I should have stopped trying to be professional four years ago. Scott's Ernie Johnson right now, and and we're something in between. Oh Kenny man, and Charles. You have and no Shaq. idea. We alternate Shaq and Charles. <laughs> There's no way either of us are Kenny. He's no not, way. No, that's fair, Scott. But Scott's Ernie. Scott's 100% Ernie. That is such a compliment for me. I I agree. that very much. All right. Well, I was starting to say uh, we're going to second guess everything we have planned out with our lineups as we hear what Brian has to say, statistically speaking. Brian, I think we have to start with a club that mostly let us down this past weekend, but... Yeah, maybe not maybe not Danny Welbeck, but let's talk about some Brighton assets. Let's start with the guy who actually did score a goal. Uh, tell me about Trussard and how he did me dirty. Well, well, okay. We can talk about both of those guys because I think Trossard was the obvious choice for a lot of people. We talked about him repeatedly. He's we said he was he might still be even with a bad performance. Might still be the form midfielder. Uh maybe Bowen Bowen might have might have nicked him here at the in this last game week, but no, it was just a big letdown. He only attempted one shot, which was off target, and he only had four touches in the box. Uh, just not not the Trossard performance you were hoping for. But this is why I said he was unlucky in the last uh, in the last podcast. Dave is that he he created four chances, which right now is the second most of anybody this week. And not to get into, we can dig even deeper here with his expected assists. Was that nearly a solid one? It was at 0.9. I just think he created the chances and 
he was he. I just say he was extremely unlucky not to get at least an assist. So you, right. I just feel like you should have at least gotten something from him. I don't see why you should look at this as like, oh, we got to. Mm. I brought him in. I'm getting rid of him. No, you brought him in for the for the final two game weeks. I would hope, but game week 38 is against West Ham. It's home to West Ham, which I don't know. Do you I think, don't know either. It's hard to say. I'm sending out a discount forward and a discount midfielder. I mentioned this in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I could do Welbeck. I could do Trossard. But with the money, it doesn't work out for me to do both. Yeah. But at, as it stands, I'm not wanting to bring in either. Yeah. Because, I don't know, West Ham's playing for something. Yeah, West Ham actually is playing for something. That they don't have right now. They're sitting in seventh. They want Europa League, which means they've got to bypass Manchester United in the table to sixth. Yeah, and how that's, the points are possible for that, I believe. Yeah, uh, absolutely. United is going to be at Crystal Palace. Right. That's not an easy game week 38. Not matchup. at all. Um, what not, a, not for this United team. What a relief. What, probably the greatest relief of the entire season is that Manchester United did not play in game week 37 in the Premier League match. No, but Danny Welbeck. <laughs> I don't understand that statement. Just that they didn't play a game this week. That they're How not, is that a relief? I just feel like that's a relief to not have to talk about them to not oh, have to okay. have watch right, them right. and not right. have to encounter yet, anything here we are all i'm okay. saying just that's Moving all i'm saying just that that's it's <laughs> wonderful to not have had to deal with them at all this week great i agree danny welbeck um i think if i had to pick a discount forward that was not edward and kedia no you can't pick in kedia right now you can't go I, now to I, Enkedia. No, I would not go Lock to Enkedia. Lacazette is starting Game Week 38 for Arsenal. I would not go to Enkedia if if I did not have Dave, him. am I right? Brother, uh, it's not my Arsenal moment yet, but I wouldn't go to any Arsenal players at this moment. Okay, all right. Danny Welbeck. Danny Welbeck. I would go to Danny Arsenal, Welbeck. Former before, Arsenal player. Former Arsenal player <laughs> before I went to actual not Arsenal Not only players. is he under $6, he's 1.1% selected. He has two goals and three assists in the last four matches. Yeah, it's crazy. In the last four matches, he is tied with Kane for second in forward scoring. And if he gets hurt, it only costs him a game week 38. <laughs> I don't see it happening. Really? You don't see him getting hurt? No. I would almost make a bet that he does. Danny Welbeck has started every game but one since game week 31. All he right. has. That could the, be his career record. I basically, agree. starts. He's got the third most shots and the second most shots on target of any forward in the last four weeks. And he's in the top five since game week 31. And he's creative. He's got 10 chances created since game week 31, which is third best from all of, of all forwards. I just I don't think that you're looking at West Ham as defensive juggernaut West Ham that's going into no, Brighton. No, they're and, not. And informed defensive you know, unit Brighton playing at home. That that ship sailed in like t- game week twenty. Is that the surprising two two match yeah, of the I, weekend? I, yeah, I think so. I think this. Is, I would. I would think that you would get goals in the match, which to me, like, you're. I don't know what defensive people you're you're looking at in game week thirty eight anyway. I think you're just. I think you are just hoping goal scoring defenders. I was gonna say. I would think the only <laughs> thing you can hope for is that your defenders do anything positive. Do not get sent off and start. I think if you if if they don't get sent <laughs> off and they start King Week Thirty Eight, right? You've won a lot of battles. So yeah, I would think that the attacking players are favorable here um, right. for good. those two teams. 
All right, let's shift gears to uh, a club at the top of the table. We've discussed a that's lot. That's gutsy, of- by the way, because no one else is going to say, hey, you need to look at this. Like, that's, I respect I love that. this. this. I know. But he backed it up with numbers. I know. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. That's what we're doing here. That's what we do. Now, I do want to shift to, speaking of numbers, the number one team on the table, Manchester City. We've discussed maybe ad nauseum a lot of different city assets, but there's one guy that we've only discussed negatively. Yeah. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about Jack Grealish. Just that Jack Grealish is probably, I would think he's one of the more overlooked uh, Manchester City midfielders. Is he, though? Because he hasn't done anything all year. He scored this. I'm saying that. 37. Yeah, he did score in 37. It was a nice goal. Um, based on based on selection percentage, I was surprised. He's at seven percent. That seemed extremely high to me. Dead teams. He's he he's only point four percent selected less than. I mean, he's only point three percent selected less than Foden. I'm that is shocking to me. But yeah, it's prob- it probably is people who put Grealish in game week two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just that Grealish has started. He didn't start Wolves, but otherwise has started every other game. He started all the other matches around this one, including the Champions League. You saw what he did in the Champions League. He he's a line clearance away from sealing. You didn't see. <laughs> I avoided that entire tie. It's just that he was a. It was a, he's a. It was a, 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 a heel away from making it two nil, and and sending City into the Champions League final. I mean, it was it was Grealish's shot that was cleared off the line. It's true. And Grealish had another chance right after that that he put just wide. So I'm just saying he looks like like I mean, this week he was he took sh- six shots, five shots in the box. He took six. He took six shots. There you go, bud. He sh- <laughs> six bricks in the box. You know what? I won't be cutting that. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Currently, this he's got the second most prolific attack of anybody this game week, is what I'm saying. And I just think he looks, I don't know, likely. He looks hungry. He's He's got some he's eye He's going to be the one who clinches the title for City. He's got some eye test about him. I'm just saying, like, uh, I... I, if he is, uh, you will have. Uh, we will allow you several minutes to just decompress on this oh podcast. Oh I'm just saying. He, to me, he <laughs> seems like a guy that's not. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a popular choice for transfers. I mean, week. you said seven percent owned. We're saying probably a lot of dead teams. So if you are trying to make a difference, if you're trying to go for differential. Jack Grealish might be differential against the guys you're playing against. Yeah, no, I I do agree with that. Right now, 1,000 people have transferred (laughs) Jack Grealish. Exactly. 1,000. Yeah, that's nothing. So all of the money is going to De Bruyne, and uh, and then a fraction of that are going to one of the others. Okay. With Foden Foden at just over 4,000. I like Dave again. Gutsy. Ballsy. But here we go. Yeah. Uh, what, what might be a little bit more obvious is uh, talking about Leicester City attack assets. Oh, and I say that because Vardy, Barnes. Screw you, James Madison. And Madison. Screw you, James Madison, because I had you for multiple weeks before this. <laughs> multiple weeks. And you know what you did? He showed up. You just. He did it. Vardy, Madison, Barnes all made the dream team as we're sitting here for Game Week 37. 
Are you mad that he's in my team this week? I'm curious. I've had him for the last, like, multiple weeks. And I finally sold him. I I sold him because I was tired of him crapping all over me. And, of course, what what does he do? He freaking dominates this week. Yeah. Screw you, James Madison. Crapping Screw all you. over me. Yeah, anybody who had Lester assets and did anything, especially what I was screaming, which is, how do you trust these guys? You don't. How did you trust any of them? And now we're up to, like, Barnes and Madison and Vardy are all in the top three or four transfers in for midfielders and forwards. We've talked about how sometimes guys... You play fantasy uh, football, FPL, with them like you play the lottery. I mean, it really feels like the lottery with Leicester City attack. Yeah. What weeks are they going to be good? You just never know. Game week 38, I mean, who knows? They're going to come out. They're hosting Southampton. There's not much that's here to play for, so you're looking at probably all or nothing. And and I'll be honest, I said in the first pod uh, this week that there were nine matches with something to play for. I'm now realizing that somehow I miscounted. Leicester Southampton is another one, like Chelsea Watford, with nothing to play for. So technically, there's only eight out of ten. I've now corrected the record. Please don't don't slay me on social media. Uh, but that's going to mean all or nothing for this match as it relates to FPL. I, I don't know. I have no idea. It, you're just as likely to get something amazing if you bring in three Leicester attackers, should the money work, than you would be if you don't and nothing happens. That's a nil-nil draw. I, I wonder if, especially for home teams, I feel like this is something we've looked at in previous years. I'm sure the information is out there, but my my sense of this is that home teams on the last day of the season are preferable Probably so. Can I can I make one not so controversial prediction? Yeah. Of the two dead ties, mm-hmm. I think it's more likely that you get something out of Leicester Southampton than Chelsea Watford. Is that fair? Yes, just because I think if Chelsea have have wrapped up everything they can possibly wrap up, I don't know how you could count on any of their normal starters. Getting normal. It is interesting that as we sit here, it's Chelsea and Leicester who play each other before we get to I game know. And so Chelsea and Leicester, like, I feel like the result on Thursday is going to say a lot about what happens on Sunday. And so that's good. Okay. All right. But I'm that's just, good. But I think one of the big things with Jamie Vardy, who one looks sharp and fresh, two played 80 minutes this week. So they got what they needed out of him, which is a great performance. I loved that header over the keeper. Yeah. It was the great. That was awesome. Fantastic shot. Uh, and he's back to his arrogant, you know. Well, yeah, because he can do it for a month now. Like, right. I, I have a note when I was watching the highlights of this match. Like, okay, like this season, you warned us at the beginning of the season. Rodgers was saying he was going to have to essentially, you know, put him in a bubble a little bit. You know, play him differently because he's getting to that point in his career where that's having to happen. Vardy is an absolute no-go for fantasy Premier League until the day he retires, unless you're interested in trying to play the lottery and guess which weeks he's going to do what he did against Watford. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's completely fair and right. All right, so which which Leicester attackers do you own right now for game week thirty? None, and so okay. that, I think, but I think this is what if you're gonna like you said, I think if you're gonna maximize if you're gonna maximize like potential, if you're gonna chase the upside on some of the like whatever the player is here. I just don't know how you look away from 
from these guys. All right. Uh, and Harvey Barnes was the the most infuriating, probably because I had Barnes at, at like in that massive run of games where they had double after double. Barnes is the least selected here. He's under four percent right now, and Barnes is going to finish. Barnes is to Brian what Madison is to Dave. Is yeah. that what I'm hearing? Yeah, All but right. Barnes also didn't. Come on, say it. Say screw you, Barnes. Barnes, screw you, Harvey Barnes. Say, say for, he's crapping all over it's you. It's just that he came back in and he started, and he's now finishing off like his best professional right. season. James Madison is finishing off his best season as a pro, as a pro, as sixteen goals for James Ma- James Madison. All competitions. And year. yet, what is, place are Lester in? I know they. I think they're back up to to. Did they get up to twelfth, eleventh, something like? They're that? They're not top ten. I don't think. No. Because they had dropped, they were they were low. If only there was a way. No, they're currently sitting in ninth. Okay, ninth. They're back in the top. 10. In my face. They're they're right. tied with Brighton on points, but they're in ninth. I just don't see there. There's like maybe, yeah. I I mean I I think just because of the nothingness of this <laughs> match, that Southampton is safe. Southampton is the probably like they are the they're at forty points they, exactly. They are one of the lowest form teams in the Premier League right now. Yeah. And Leicester, at least they are saying, we need to be professionals. Like we're really disappointed with like losing out in the in the in your in Europe. We at least want to go out showing like that we're pros here, and they did, and they're doing it. So that this is the game. I mean, I feel like that's the game. You want to go out with Barnes, get Barnes, Madison, and Vardy in your team. Just take another chance. If you did it this week, right now you would have. 31 plus 13 is 40. Can I, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Going into the Chelsea but game on three guys. Can I just it's say, just if I could only get one of them, though, it's Harvey Barnes. He'd be the easiest. No, I'd yeah. take Barty. He'd be but the easiest to get to, Barnes. Easiest to get to. Vardy, you have to, Vardy, you have to, re, you have to shuffle things Vardy's, Vardy's gone. Barty. Who's Barty? I don't, I don't know. know. Vardy's gone for what feels like months and months comes back and just starts scoring like he never left like he's such an awesome guy <laughs> yeah that's exactly that's that's what everybody says yeah that's good yeah. all right let's wrap this up by talking about a couple of spurs defenders brian uh spurs the team that's ahead of arsenal in the premier league table one guy, one guy's, uh, one guy's selection percentage is not surprising to me. The other one is a shocking. I do not right. understand. Davinson Sanchez will only cost you four point two, one point seven percent selected. Totally understandable for a guy who has barely played this year. But he, so to me, he's a guy that's a, a an option. He what did he finish with this week? At least at least a I think a ten eleven. I think he was double digits because he got the assist. It was his header into yeah. your guy, Finger Mask Barnes. Yeah. It was Sanchez got the assist on the Kane penalty. That's correct. So that's a clean sheet plus the... Plus As we sit here, Sanchez is the highest scoring defender in game week 37. Do you have a 12? 12 points. Yeah. So he, yeah, he gets the clean sheet plus the assist plus the three bonus points. Yeah. So he Kane scores a goal and Sanchez finishes with bonus more bonus points. points. Yeah. Um, Christian Romero is not playing game week 38. We already know this. Okay. Sanchez is going to play in game week 38 because how can he not? Okay. So there's there's a defender option for you. Ryan Sessegnon, we talked about it weeks and weeks ago. I think when once Sergio Regulon had kind of a dud of a performance, uh, 
it, I, there was already the assumption that Sessegnon, once he came back from injury, it was just a matter of time because Sessegnon had played himself into preferred left left back for Antonio Conte. Ryan Sessegnon is 0.6% selected. Wow. That is wow. shocking. Wow, wow, wow. Low. And as we sit here, Sessegnon is in that same Game Week 37 Dream Team. I just love the feel-good story here. I, I love that Ryan Sessegnon moved up to a big, big club in Spurs. But we can say that. A big six club. And he languished for a while. Yeah. Oh but he goodness, is yeah. one of those young players coming good at a bigger club. And, and a manager you know, no smaller than Antonio Conte saw the potential in him and is trusting him with this top four bid that they're going after. Sessegnon is becoming a big part of that. I love that he's a part of this. Yeah, and he he has said all the right things. He's gotten the praise of the manager. He he knows what is expected of him, and he's he's delivering. Since yes. match week 34. Since game six, week. Six, two, yeah. five, six, eight. 27 points, to do the math for wow. you quick there, Dave, wow, which wow, is wow. tied for Thank the— you. Tied for the number one scoring defender since game week 34 with Marcus Alonso. Ryan Sessegnon, your top scoring defender of all defenders since game week 34. He's created eight chances since then, which is the third most, tied with Zinchenko. That's shocking. The the shocking stat for Sessegnon, he's had 24 touches in the opposition box, which is number one of all defenders. That's crazy. More than... Trent or Robertson, I know those guys have been in and out That's of the lineup. Crazy. More than Cancelo. Cancelo's on 21. Sessegnon's on 24. Like I, To me, if, if, if it was one guy, like if I'm going to lose one of my Chelsea defenders and I need money, I'm going straight to Ryan Sessegnon. I already have Emerson Royal. I picked well, Emerson so Royal I, for my team I, weeks, I weeks had ago. Davies, yeah. I had Davies weeks ago. So right, that, same. But, but so, now... Like, I, I wish I didn't at this point, but I've had Davies, like, since match week 31. Right, and Davis was the guy that was the discount because he was 4.4 or something, and he was He the is. One well, was, he's still 4.4. But when Regalon was there and it was Sessegnon, then Sessegnon got hurt. Regalon's back in. Like, you just couldn't count on him until Doherty's injury. Like, think what the Doherty injury did to I mean, what a difference that would have made. That was had a tectonic he... plate-level shift in FPL. Oh, right? it was massive. And then, because then you... You, you just don't know. And then Royal comes in, and he's been okay. I mean, he's come in and done mostly the job. Wait, are you saying Spurs have a deep enough roster that they're doing the job right now? Yeah, I think they – I mean, right now, yeah, they've had guys that have gone out, and they're filling in. You lose the guy that's been the biggest difference maker. You lose Christian Romero ahead of ahead of this, you know, the match against Burnley. I think more, I think you probably expected more than one nil against Burnley for for Spurs, but it was a it was it was hero ball Nick Pope, and and it took a a, a dodgy penalty for them. We'll to, talk to about get, that to get a goal. Yes, we are going to actually begin our next episode with discussion on that handball call. Uh, but I, I mean, I'll give credit where it's due. I think Conti's system shift here that you know that three four three thing that he's doing. Yeah. It's worked. It's absolutely yeah, worked for sure. And the guys are the guys that are have had to fill in where they've needed to have been really good. And now your your latest to step up into a starting position is Davinson Sanchez. Well done. Way to bring that around full circle. 
Anyone yeah. else, Brian, that we need to discuss in this episode from a statistical point we of said, view? We said Jared Bowen. I don't need to give you statistics to talk about Jared Bowen, but just that we can talk about when we actually talk about City and West Ham in the next segment. Yeah. A lot of what we talked about last week kind of happened like yeah. with Jared Bowen. I'm, I'm just going to say, since this is technically kind of the pod you lead, Brian, for the last month, I don't know that anyone's been hotter on his calls than Brian Chesko. Well, in all of FPL land. Look at his FPL rank every single week the last, like, eight weeks. Yeah. Like, it's been unbelievable. It's been up and up. Since, yeah. Febu- since February, no one's been hotter, and not in our mini league and our regular league. Every Friday afternoon I set my lineup, and every Monday afternoon I sit here and I say, why didn't I just do what Brian said on the pod? For, for sure. No, that's so true. Dave, I want – can you – so we are we are all agreed, though – Tired or not, fighting as hard as they can, and with all the pressure of the world on them or not, Richarlison is a good option for game week 38. Yes. It is not fool's gold. His goal and an assist, which could have been two goals against Brentford, even in a loss, there were Charleston in game week 38 against your your sorry gunners is a good choice. <laughs> it seems like that now, but this is, uh, and again, I, I'm going to delve deeper into this. It seems like with the last two months, whatever Arsenal you think is going to show up or might show up, the opposite one shows up. So we think that <laughs> Arsenal is going to show up for the Everton match, and they're probably no. going to destroy Everton. No, they won't. They won't do either of those things. My predictions: they, Ever- the, Everton and, and two, honestly, Arsenal two. Honestly, Scott, you're probably right, and two, I'll two. tell you why in the next pod. But All you're right. probably right. Two two, and Richarlison will be a part of that. And maybe DCL. It's just a tough week when your top, statistically, your top shooters right now are Joe Alpedro and Timu Puki. That's Pe- why Pedro- the average score is 24. <laughs> Pedro- as here. Well, but they didn't score a lot. Pedro Neto was a guy that I think some people could have looked at because he had been playing well. Wolves had a decent, you know, what looked like a good matchup on paper. And that but they're wolves. gets you nothing. They're wolves. Uh, Rodri. You want to, you really want to, you want stability going into game week 38? Put Rodri in your team. Who's who said Rodri? I did like three weeks ago. I'm like Rodri. So he, he was scoring. It's so stupid. He's, he's scoring every week. Three weeks, and weeks, in, still three weeks in a row, and then he gets the assist because he got the it's touch insane. on the his header is the one that Sufal kicked into the net. So All Rodri right. gets you by, another by hook return. or by crook. Rodri is the most reliable, safest city midfielder. Forget Jack Grealish, Brian. <laughs> yeah, put Rodri in. again. We joked about it last week. We said, "What are you going to do?" Go to him. Yeah, I'm really curious to see what happens uh, with the the second the second match for Crystal Palace. Zaha did not get you something this past week. Uh, I'm just really I'm really curious to see if one if he gets any kind of return. If if he doesn't, if people are going to be off of him going into the last week of the season, I think everybody looked at this double, me included, and thought Zaha is kind of a shoe in for your team, and. He ends the first game with a two. Now he gets to go to Everton. I don't know. Can he get it? Yeah, of course. But then if if he doesn't, like if Zaha finishes this week with like a four total or even worse, a three because he's a yellow card magnet, I just wonder if that's going to change the way game week 38 home to Manchester United looks. All right, Brian. Especially when you also had 
Connor Gallagher as an option. As a I'm just saying, those are other guys. Hey, all right, so Brian, I'm going to tell what you just did. Yeah. So let me tell you what you just did, Brian. At the end of episode one, I said I was going to go from Kulu and Mateta to Bruno G and Ivan Tony. Yes. My transfers have changed. Oh, boy. I'm still sending out Kulu and Mateta. Okay. But I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to do, part of this is like, what the hell, right? Uh, what do I care? I'm out of any cups. I'm out of the league. Um, I am the Aston Villa for game week 38 in FPL. But I'm going to send out Kulu and Mateta now for Rodri and Welbeck. Wow. I love that. Wow. That is crazy town. Hold on. Watch. Hitting the oh button. Oh my gosh. You really are doing save, it? Save. Hit save. He just hit save. I, 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 I hit the first. I love it. Why I hit not? the first make transfer. I have to confirm. Okay. Why do you think that's crazy? You just gave me stats. I, I I'm saying it's crazy and like the like that is the that is the most fun thing bold, you could that's possibly I do. I, I just it. did it. It's done. Okay. Confirmed. It's wow. Done. All right. Hey, listen, Brian. Your stats episode has an impact, and I want you to know that. All right. All right. Glad it can help. Dave, lead us out so that we can. Do the rest of what we have to do. Make sure you make sure you listen to the next pod for all the segments you've come to love and enjoy for the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time.